Bronco Nation News Live is presented by RowPaint.com, the official paint and coatings company of Boise State Athletics. Power in people, pride in painting. Check them out at ROEPaint.com. Now, here's BJ Rains. Hey, how we doing, Boise State fans? I guess I can say it was after a win. It was a win for the offense, 56-25. to We're here on the Lithia Ford of Boise postgame show. Kind of a uh, fun, just happy hour here at the James. We're going to hear from Andy Avalos. John Mallory is going to come by. Mike Prater is going to stop by. Colin Mitchell is here. Who knows who's going to stop by, but a nice crowd on hand. It's packed inside, uh, but it's a nice afternoon. We're out here on the James, so sorry we were a little bit late. Uh, the game ended late, and then it took a while for Coach Andy Avalos to do his uh, press conference, but uh, we're here, and we're happy to talk Boise State football with you, have a drink or two. Uh, we'll be on for, oh, you know, anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. We'll see how things are going, what we got to talk about, what questions you have. If you're at the game, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts on the spring game. Um, I saw Washington, I think, call it a spring uh, outlook or something, or uh, probably a little better term. I mean, it was a scrimmage, but it wasn't necessarily a game uh, today. They did some different things, two-minute drill, um, some specialty periods. But, again, 56 to 25 is the uh, – Final score, they did kind of a modified scoring system, but the offense gets the win today, as the, uh, and it's not the final practice. I guess they actually have a practice on uh, Tuesday to wrap things up. So this was practice number 14 uh, today here for the Boise State football team. We are at the James Kitchen and Bar. It's a tremendous spot. We were here for all of our postgame shows this season. We love the James. We appreciate Barry, the full staff, Perry, uh, everybody for uh, taking care of us here at the James. We uh, are very appreciative for – uh, them allowing us to kind of crash the party here. And, and uh, you can see the stadium in the background. Look how big that scoreboard is in the uh, back of back view uh, here. But uh, it's an awesome spot. If you haven't been to the James, come on down. The patio is a great spot. And uh, we're having a, a lot of fun here at the James. They have a, a full cocktail menu, all kinds of uh, cool stuff. So we're uh, having a, a great time at the James. We have some highlights we're going to show. John Mallory is going to join us here uh, shortly. Um, but um, – here, move this uh, thing, Colin. We're going to have Johnny join us here in just a second. The great John Mallory is uh, getting ready to uh, sit down and join us. And uh, while he does that, here's a 21-second promo for the uh, BNN Golf Tournament. What's up, y'all? It's RJ Keenan, Tyson Degenhart. We'll be coming out here at Timberstone June 2nd for the Bronco Nation News Golf Tournament. We're trying to raise money for the Idaho Sports Commission, and we want you all to have a fun day of golf. It's going to be beautiful weather and great people. Some of our coaches are going to be there, too, special guests. For more information, sign up for BroncoNationNews.com, and we'll have a great time. See you there. Well, this guy will be there, hopefully in uh, tennis shoes, not flip-flops like last year's uh, golf tournament. But, uh, oh, I forgot to turn his uh, mic on here. Can you, can you, uh, can, Johnny? I cannot hear anything right now. You should be able to. Come on, say something. There we go. Right. Oh, that, no. Too loud? Yeah. Oh. Is that good? Is that good? I don't think anybody can hear me. Yeah, we can. We okay. Can I can't hear, hear myself, but. Uh, uh, Johnny, why can he not hear himself? Oh, it's, it's like, okay, nope, better. better? I hear it. Yeah, that works. Thanks, guys. What's going on? We had it perfect. Johnny Technical just difficulties Johnny just, again from BNN. Johnny just wanted to be difficult here. I oh, see my gosh. How, I see What's how going it is. on here? I see how it is. You're trying to be difficult. This is so. crazy. Um, but uh, you're, Yeah, spring game. Spring Love game. it. Your thoughts. I had, to ask the, I had to ask what the final score was. It was 56-25, the offense. Uh, wins over the defense your initial impressions if you're if you're just going to talk about the actual game okay like what you saw x's and o's on the field i think andy avalos who i assume you'll get to here in a bit with his press conference i thought he hit the nail on the head bj the defense didn't tackle well and i think that was the number one storyline for me for this spring game was the offense had its way with the defense um, all three quarterbacks who played, actually four quarterbacks played, uh, the, the the main three all played very efficient football. Um, I don't believe there was a turnover in the entire game, which was huge for the offense and um, not big for the defense. You want to force a turnover or two in these things. Everybody's a little rusty. And um, Ashton Genty is my MVP. 167 yards on five touches. I mean, he was not stoppable. Um, a little bit, obviously, due to the defense, as Andy said, they didn't tackle well enough. A couple of those big Genty splash plays, BJ, I don't think would have happened if the tackling was better. Yeah. Like if oh, Boise yeah. State's yeah. not going to make that the tackle defensively yard, uh, this year, yeah. they are in a ton. They're in a they're in a, a ton of trouble if they can't do that. So we got a lot of comments on the screen here. Uh, they said you went silent for a second. So is he silent? Is Johnny silent? Let us know if you hey, can. Hey guys, hear. 
Let us know if you can hear it. It looks like everything should be good on Johnny's end. That was so such I, a gem. Of I don't a, know. I think uh, maybe you line too. We, we should be fine. No, they they heard you. I think we're fine. Uh, but uh, overall, Ashton Genty, you mentioned him, and and you've been a guy that's been very high on Ashton Genty all uh, ever since the, the the bowl game. You 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 think that Ashton Genty could rush for more yards than George Helani? You think that he could be the starting featured? I think back he's on your best team? back, and I think he's more reliable, and I think he's more trustworthy right now. He's available. And George, here we are again, whatever the reason is, we all love George, but he's he's not 100% available. And here he is again, he's not playing in spring ball, he's not playing in the spring game, and Ashton Genty needs five touches to get a buck 67 and uh, three teeters on those five catch, on those five touches, three touchdowns. That's a Superman-like performance today in the spring game. He's my MVP, um, and the um, real quick, I got to throw in Prince, okay? Well, I was going to get to him, but go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very what, impressive. What were you getting with? Well, no, just he—he he was a standout. We heard about all spring, and he had that nice forty-one-yard catch, and um, he was—he uh, looked the part today. He's big. He's fast. He's oh, look smooth. at that. We got a he's special explosive. delivery on air here for John Mallory. Look at this. The Manhattan. That's my, that's my boy Mitch. We we appreciate uh, um, Ken Mitchell. Look at that man. Looking me up. The with best the Manhattan, Manhattan in town, right here at the James. That's a terrific. I can't. Manhattan. I can't even get a drink, and I employ his son. But uh, it's a but, terrific. It's a terrific Manhattan they make here at the James. Um, the straight. The is it Strahan? I don't know Strawn, how to say Strawn, the name. Strawn. Strawn. Yep. Prince. Prince. Strawn. Prince Strawn. Yep. I know the famous Prince uh, was the man in purple, right? Purple Rain. This kid might turn into blue rain. I saw you write, you that, write down. that down. I saw down. I saw you write that down. You you thought you were trying to be pretty clever That's with that. That's his new nickname. It's gonna be a blue rain on the blue uh with Prince Strawn. This boy, this boy looks good, man. And um I know the coaches are saying it. Wait till you hear what Andy Avalos says about Prince Strawn in the post-game press conference right here on BNN. Very complimentary. The guy showed up in January, and there's three or four guys on the team that I say have a better body than him physically. One of those guys, I think he's an Alex Guerrero get. Yeah. I think that's going to be a massive get. He was very impressive, not just during the game, but in practice, in the warm-ups. Uh, I, I took a lot from the warm-ups today, too, BJ. I think there was a lot of takeaways from a spring game. Typically, there probably aren't. But I left today pretty excited about it. What uh, do you think of Taylor Green? He was 9 of 20, 176 yards, a uh, long of 75 on that. Is that mine? Perfect. There we go. Um, but uh, Green, I thought, you know, I thought he was fine. You know, we didn't really get to see the running ability too much, 5 for 29, because he was not being able to be tackled. Um, but uh, That's what, what's weird about it. The eval of a quarterback on a spring game. Like, Taylor wants to use his feet. But in a spring game, he knows, they know. Like, anytime a quarterback runs in a spring game, you're kind of like, dude, uh, you know, because nobody can tackle you, nobody can touch you. So I think Taylor was focused on the pocket today, 9 to 20. Obviously, the completion percentage, he wants to do a little bit, have a little bit higher. He's under 50% completion on 9 for 20. But the volume yardage was there. The splash plays were there. I thought the accuracy on the nine completions had some good balls thrown. So, uh, I mean, I'm not going to crush Taylor Green for being 9 for 20 on the spring game. You know, they gave him five carries for 29 yards. I think he would have had more than that if he was able to break tackles out there because I think he would have. Uh, uh, Sam says, was just about to say the same thing. Prince stood out in a big way in warm-ups, let alone in the game. Uh, Grand Teton says uh, Prince reminds him of Cedric Wilson in some ways. Fair comparison. He's tall. He's lanky. Lanky is athletic. He's smooth. Um, like Andy said, and, and, and I'll give a little tease, like they expect Prince Strawn to come in and be a guy this year in that receiving court. We didn't factor him in much. And we already said this was a deep receiving court. Yep. I think the Prince kid might have passed McAllister for me for the biggest physical freak in the room. I think it's the Prince kid. I can't believe that kid should be in high school right now. He sticks out on the on the field, BJ. I no was doubt. Sports, I was field side. I think you were as well. You got and, some intel there before the game, too. And you see him, and you see him, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, I had – yeah. Shea Whiting, by the way, we haven't mentioned much at all this spring. He led the team with five catches. So, that, is that the most loaded position on the team, receiver? I believe so. Yep. You could have – two significant injuries in that room and maybe you'd still be okay i think it's going to be one of these deals where andy and and bush are going to have to say okay guys collectively you're all going to put about the same numbers up it won't be every week though one week it might be prince the next week it might be McAllister. then you're going to get a capels bowens static special somewhere but at the end of the year 
your stats are all going to kind of be the same place. So that receiving receiver room has to be the most unselfish room in the building right now. What is traditionally a very selfish position wide sure. receiver sure. here. It's not, I don't sense that at all. There's a lot of them fighting for those reps. And at the end of the year, maybe this is a team BJ that has five or six players catching 30, 40 balls. What do you think of Maddox Madsen tonight? Uh, I like him. Jacob man. says, was he, was he the best quarterback today? Does he have any shot at winning the position? Never. No. Um, Taylor Green's the quarterback of this team. The only way he's not is if he gets injured. And he said JL Skinner tweeted about him. Hope that doesn't happen. Um, Mad Dog, they really like. Um, and he has a vibe that Andy describes with Mad Dog. By the way, he was 8 of 10, yep. 97 yards, and a touchdown. Very efficient. I love the touchdown score on the, on the pass he had to Cables. It was money. He read that pre-snap. Bush has been talking a lot this offseason about pre-snap. Bush wants to have the play solved before the ball is hiked. And a lot of smart coaches now, the Shanahan's, the McVeigh's, that's what they're doing. They want to they want to dissect the code before the ball is snapped. That play stood out to me. It felt like Mad Dog knew exactly where he was going to go. It was just up to him to kind of sit there and bait the defense and not let him know instantly where he was going with the rock. Saw the uh, saw the, the 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 slant out. I think it was on the route, um, and uh, it was a terrific play. So I like Mad Dog. I think Mad Dog did this. Andy, you don't need to go in the portal. You don't need to look for a veteran, serviceable, experienced backup. Or some Juco transfer or something. This offense is good enough to operate without Talon Green. I say that. They have enough talent. If Talon goes down and you have a capable guy behind him, I think so you can seen still enough. win the you've Mountain seen enough. West. You've seen enough in Maddox Madsen. I think maybe Mad Dog said to Avalos today, I got this. You guys, you don't need to go find somebody in the portal. But then maybe they want to. There's going to be guys that go into the portal after this spring season, BJ. And there's going to be a lot of guys out there who have played a lot of football at this level who would probably love to come to Boise State, finish it out, experience this culture. And, hey, if Taylor gets hurt, I got his back. That type of role. I mean, hey, yeah. Let's uh, let's play some highlights. I first want to thank a couple of our sponsors. Uh, Cutwater Spirits, more than 30 flavors of premixed premium cocktails. We're broadcasting from the mobile Cutwater Studios here at the James on the patio. Beautiful evening, and we appreciate Cutwater Spirits. Rowpaint.com, our title sponsor. They're scheduling for those concrete coatings five times stronger than epoxy. The one-day install. Check them out, roepaint.com. Lithia Ford of Boise, they want to buy your used vehicle. Jim Sturk and company, they're sponsoring the hole-in-one at the golf tournament. We appreciate them. But uh, if you're looking to sell a used car, they'll give you a cash offer on the spot from their appraiser. Check it out, lithiafordboise.com. And Idaho Central Credit Union, iccu.com, the best in mobile e-branch online banking. Check them out, Idaho Central Credit Union. Uh, again, you go in one time to set up your account. You never have to go in again because they are the best in mobile e-branch online banking. All of your banking needs, there's a Idaho Central Credit Union pretty much on every corner. Check them out at Idaho Central Credit Union. Johnny, let's see some highlights uh, from the These were shot courtesy of our man, Colin Mitchell. We the appreciate best. him. The best. I, I noticed here in the sun, Johnny, how dirty my screen is. Uh, so hopefully we can at least see. But here's your guy, Maddox Madsen, uh, right off the bat, dropping back to pass and had a nice deep one there. You know, Mad Dog, I thought checked a lot of boxes for Bronco Nation. I think the biggest one is just the confidence. If something happens to Talon, is this offense, it, with Mad Dog at quarterback, still good enough to play at a high-caliber Mountain West level? I think it is. You see, uh, what do you think of C.J. Tiller today, too? He didn't get a ton of run. Five there he, for seven, there 46 he is for yards. A, a nice pass, uh, and that's your guy, Prince on the catch from CJ. I thought Prince was brilliant today, especially that first quarter gem on the sideline he had. Prince was all over the place. Um, And uh, back to what you were saying, though, about CJ Tiller. I mean, what more? I would give his performance an A. The kid was in high school three months ago. What more do I need to see from him? He's not going to play this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And he comes out and has a very respectable day. Good for CJ Tiller. Jonah Dalmas connecting here on the uh, field goal. We talked to him earlier this week. James Ferguson Reynolds doing the uh, holding there. So uh, not a lot of work for the specialist, but nice to see. But uh, here's Maddox Madsen again. 
uh, finding Latrell Cables for the touchdown. That was the play I talked about earlier. I felt that, and I would talk to Bush if we were able to talk to him on this. I'm not taking a shot, but it would have been nice. <laughs> on the play Mad Dog had to Cables there, it felt like it was a pre-snap indication read. They knew they were going to score before the ball was snapped. And that's when an offense gets in the right rhythm, BJ. When they know they're going to score before the ball is snapped, that's Kellen Moore stuff around here, man. Yeah. I love that Bush is bringing those Kellen Moore era implements back to this offense. We're going to get you pre-snap. We're going to dissect you. We're going to figure out what coverage you're in, and we're going to be ready to execute. I'm liking this offense a lot, but as Prater would tell me, I got to temper this, bro. It's the spring game, and I'm all excited about what I saw offensively. Half the defense didn't even play today. Mike Prater's going to be here, by the way, and will join us. Uh, he heard free drinks, and he was on his way. So we'll talk to Mike Prater shortly. You saw a field goal there uh, from Wyatt Redding, the backup kicker who got in the mix. 20-yard touchdown run from Genty as well uh, while Johnny was uh, talking there. And here's uh, Taylor Green. They're in the backed-up situation. Nice, uh, nice pass break up there. Uh, not a ton of great moments for the defense. No turnovers today, like you said. Um, what do you take away, if you can, anything from the defense? So. Omarion McCoy. Yeah. I really, really like the McCoy kid. I'm sorry, but if I'm some of these guys. Here's who... a 75-yarder, by the way, on the screen pass. Ashton Genty staying in bounds, and that helped inflate his numbers a little bit. But a uh, couple of missed tackles there, but sorry. Back, back to McCoy. Yeah, explosiveness there from Jenny. McCoy, I thought, was well, – uh, if I'm a Boise State player on defense and I didn't play today, maybe I'm out hurt. Maybe I play corner. I see McCoy says, uh-oh, I better get this thing going. Because I think it's going to be very hard for Amarian McCoy not to be a starter at corner this year. I thought Jalen Clark played okay, too. I thought the back and forth between the receiver and the quarterback, I thought the back and forth there, BJ, You're good. was a good battle. I thought the defense won some there. I thought they had some pass breakups. I thought they made some good plays, but the McCoy kid, and man, you can barely see him. He's like 5'8", like a buck 50. Yeah, he's listed at 167, but he is a small player, but he has tremendous ball skills and a feel for the game. He plays with that quarterback moxie. He plays with that quarterback arrogance slash cockiness that I love to see great quarterbacks seems like great cornerbacks possess that quality. I think the McCoy kid does, and I think they found a nice little find. Laney College. If you guys remember the show Last Chance You on Netflix, they featured Laney College one year, and Amari McCoy, I don't believe he was on that team, but uh, by, by the way, it's tough. A lot of schools don't recruit JCs like they used to, BJ. Yep. The transfer portal has replaced that. Yep. There's a ton of JC kids, sadly, aren't finding jobs they did before or jobs, schools to play for. Um, but Amarian McCoy in Boise State, I like that kid. Well, again, the offense wins it. It was a modified scoring situation, 56-25. You see the post game there, and uh, Boise State able to get the win. Hey, let's thank a couple more of our sponsors real quick, then we'll hear from Andy Avalos, theblueandorangestore.com. Check them out, the Blue and Orange Store. Free shipping, any order over $40, or if you're in the Boise Town Square Mall, you can go there to the second floor of the Boise Town Square Mall. We appreciate the Blue and Orange Store. Ridley's Family Markets, check them out. Ridley's Family Markets, the new app. Go download the Ridley's app. Find a location near you at shopridleys.com. Our friend Matt Bousher, Bousher Real Estate, number one ranked realtor in the Treasure Valley is Matt Bousher. Check them out. BoucherRealEstate.com. You need business insurance? And again, Andy Avalos coming up shortly. United Commercial Insurance, the best in business insurance. 229-8222, UnitedCommercialInsurance.com. Check them out. Quick call could save you hundreds of dollars. If you're looking for a dentist, Boise Dentistry Co., Chris Miner and his staff do a tremendous job. Make They make going to the dentist an enjoyable experience. Five locations around the Treasure Valley. Check them out. Boise at DentistryCo.com. And if you're looking for a job, I got you taken care of. TranscompService.com. Get into the trucking industry. Why not? It's a booming industry right now coming off the pandemic, and they can help you every step of the way to get the uh, permits and things you need to get out there and tow that first load in no time. So check them out, transcompservice.com. Let's hear from Andy Avalos. We're going to have Mike Prater come by. We got John Mallory here. Here's the head coach, Andy Avalos, after the win for the offense. Well, we, we, we did a solid job taking care of the ball. It's been a huge emphasis. You know, we want to be explosive and, and – um, make plays when we have the ball in our hands. So we got to take care of it too. And in, in doing so, we can't be running around with that thing. 
um, flailing around everywhere. So I, I feel like that's been a great emphasis. Uh, Coach Montgomery's done a good job coming in here and um, getting team buy-in to ball security. Um, we did have, you know, we had a fair amount of missed tackles today, and we, we've got to do a much better job tackling, plain and simple. That's where defense starts. And um, we will make sure that even before with our last practice here we have on Tuesday that we address the tackling situation and we get ourselves moving uh, in the direction we want to be going as we as we move into the summertime. Have you yeah. noticed that in, the, in camp or did it start to pop up today with the tackling? Well, I mean, it's uh, the last scrimmage, it was uh, – it wasn't the best either. Um, we've spent a lot of time um, working on tackling, but obviously some of the things that you have to, you've got to be able to change it up and so that um, we're addressing the things that we need to be so that we're building that confidence so the guys can finish. The other part is too, it's cool when you got ball carriers that can break tackles. So it's kind of double-edged sword there. Maddox Madsen, uh, eight for 10 today. Uh, he's not the biggest guy, but man, he can really spin it out there. What have you learned about him in the last two seasons? Um, number one, his his intangibles are, are awesome. I mean, he, he is always so even keel. Um, he knows how to lead. He can lead guys around him. He's always got such a great vibe. And obviously he brings, you know, his capacity in terms of his football knowledge for a younger guy is really, really good. And he spends time at it. And uh, um, I'm just really excited for him and what he's doing as well as uh, the rest of the quarterbacks. Explosive has been a big word for you guys this spring. Uh, big emphasis, 11 explosive plays today. Are you getting what you want out of that in, in camp? Yeah, and it's it's been. I mean, we see the balls getting pushed around to a bunch of different guys too. I mean, I love the way we have the ability to get the ball in certain people's hands to create, and then uh, let the guys go execute it. It's it's fun to see. And so, um, as we move into the summertime, um, there's there's plenty of things too. And I mean, obviously it's the spring game, so we're not gonna we're not gonna show everything. There's plenty of, plenty more things for certain personnel on our team that has proven to to be able to do really good things with the ball. And uh, you know, the the overall. You know, the overall, if you're looking at all the spring ball and the things that we're able to get done, uh, whether it be in the pre-snap, you know, the movements and, and uh, the variety of uh, formations and things that we have in place, again, to gain leverage on a defense and to get certain guys in positions, it's been fun to see. What have you thought of uh, Amari McCoy this spring? He's done a really nice job. You talk about making progress from uh, practice number one um, all the way through. Uh, he's a guy that uh, we're, we are – we are going to need to, him to continue to grow and stay on, on the path that he is on. It's, it's exciting. He, uh, he has come in here and really opened up his heart to learning. He wants to learn. He's enjoyable to coach, and uh, we're, we're excited to have him here. We saw, obviously, what Ashton did last year and how he finished in the bowl game and you know, two long touchdowns again today. And how much how ready is he, I guess, to take that next step in, in his game this year? Yeah, he has. I mean, it starts with his development, too. You know, he was a, a true freshman last year and another year into it. Um, our strength staff is doing an unbelievable job, not only helping him develop, um, but overall our whole team. I mean, we're, the way the guys look, their body mass, their, their body armor, um, their explosiveness, their mobility and flexibility, when you bring all that together, it creates explosiveness. And so um, once we get done with our practice on Tuesday, we'll have a few weeks here of training before the guys go on break. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be at a premium that they do a good job over the May break taking care of themselves so that we don't lose all the gains that we've gotten, um, you know, through training and nutrition in the last uh, three months here. He's such a physical runner. I mean, what is that running style? What, what impact does that have on the defense? Yeah, that's, they'll wear a defense out. And, and when you got, you know, big guys up front that are doing a, a good job and improving and, and creating uh, space and displacing the defense, uh, um, you know, we've, we're, we're pretty fortunate. We're excited about the guys we have in the backfield. Um, and really, all of them have done a great job improving. I mean, you saw KD run the ball well today, too. It's really cool to see not only um, him build his body into a tailback body, because you're, you're going to obviously get hit at tailback. You've got to have that armor on your body, and your upper body, your legs, your thighs. And it's, uh, it's cool to see how he's developing and how he's growing as a young man as well. Trying to revamp the spring game by doing a scrimmage or something. Would you be in favor of that? And what would that even look like? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I haven't put much thought in it, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, it'd be nice to go against someone else at some point or another. And, and then I'm sure there's different um, structures that can be put in place. Uh, if you're going to go off some, it's probably got to be off what the NFL does, you know, in the fall where they have practices first, uh, joint practices, and then they move into obviously their preseason games. and 
you know, what those formats would look like. I do know this. I mean, I, I think everybody in college football understands and knows the rosters aren't the same, you know, in the spring as they are in, in the fall. So that's something that's got to be considered. I mean, you guys see the modifications today. We, we want to play in front of Bronco Nation and have fun and get the work in. we got a lot of young players that need to get work, but there's also a certain play count that is fair to the amount of players we have and how big our team is. And we actually hit that right on today. And it was cool to see all the guys get the work that they needed. What did he come in and do this spring to show that he's worthy of being in the competition going into fall? Yeah, he's done a really nice job. I mean, he's the type of guy, we start meetings at 7 a.m. and he's here at 5.30 in the morning getting himself ready. I mean, he's really dedicated and committed. Um, he's a humble young man. And uh, um, we're just really excited about, you know, what he's brought to the team this spring, um, how he leads himself, how he's consistent on the field. And i uh, really, really excited for him to grow forward in the summertime. Have you been around a kid who's maybe developed quicker than Prince coming in as a January kid? Um, I mean, it's that's hard to say because, you know, there's a lot of different positions and things like that. Um, I was around Kayvon Thibodeau, and he came in in January. So that's – I mean, there's names that, that come to mind, but, uh, um, you know, obviously different positions. But I will say this just overall, um, you know, with – his capacity to learn and to grow and his consistency and his commitment um, to the things that it takes. It's not always just the physical ability when young guys come in, it's the maturity, the maturity to be able to do things and, and keep the priorities. And so as long as he continues to do that, um, he's going to, he'll, he'll be an impactful player this fall. What did you think today? I mean, I guess the whole spring of like getting pressure on the quarterback. How do you think you guys we actually have done a good job getting pressure on the quarterback. It's a, it's a little bit of a unique situation when you do these scrimmages and the quarterback's not live. It's you got to make the, the referee's got to make the judgment call, you know, on whether the quarterback would have got sacked. Um, but the biggest things that you look for, whether we're getting pressure on the quarterback or not, is if we're moving him off the spot and if he's having to move his feet and or slide, you know, to the side, slide up in creating that disruption in the backfield. And, and overall this spring, we've done, we've actually done a pretty good job with that. What'd you see out of the offensive line day wise? Number ones, number twos, obviously, I don't know if that's, it doesn't look like that's the group you're gonna go to battle with this fall, but what'd you see today? Well, the cool thing about it is there's a ton of guys banking reps, you know, um, there's some experienced guys that aren't out there to get the team reps um, today. But the most important thing that is that guys are getting reps that they can learn from, whether they be good or, you know, bad. And, and just being able to learn from those and grow forward are huge. Now, I, in my opinion, based off of all the spring, I thought the O-line this last week improved um, tremendously. We obviously had some explosive runs today. Um, we did a better job protecting the quarter. We did the best job protecting the quarterbacks today that we have all the spring ball. I mean, that's. We, we got a fair amount of pressure on the quarterbacks today, but there was a lot more in the previous scrimmages. Did you see Nathan at all? How much did you see of him and, and how he played today? Yeah, he did a solid job. You know, it's uh, his ability um, to lead, being the center. Just, I mean, when you're when you're the center, you're, you got to have some command. you got to have some consistency. Um, you, there's five guys, and you're the glue. you got to hold it together. And so he's made progress over the course of the spring, him and Jason, and we're excited to see those guys continue to grow as we move forward into the summertime. You obviously saw a new offense. How do you feel like you guys did today in terms of the operation and just lining up correctly and just specifically? Yeah, you know what? Um, the players did a really good job. Um, there's always things that come up. I mean, if you guys want to know, you can barely hear on the offensive headsets there beeping in and out for whatever reason. I mean, so there's things like that that are no one really knows is going on that you got to deal with and work through. And so I would say this, that the offensive staff and the players did a really good job working through that um, to handle that situation and, and the young men signaling the plays in and obviously getting them and, and uh, getting it done in a timely manner. I mean, there was a couple of times there where we almost had to call timeouts or we had to call one, but it's really, uh, you know, it's not per se because of, uh, the communication operation, but just dealing with some uh, technical difficulties. Pushes it upstairs, guys, on game day. Yeah. Taylor was telling us, hey, guys, one of the things we're about is uh, communication and just being like a deeper voice and just the way he's leading. I mean, uh, what, was, what do you take in terms of what you want to get out of him this spring to where he is now going into the summer? Did he do what you guys hoped he would? Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's always a work in progress, right? We're, mo we're making positive strides with that whole room in general. Um, we're making positive strides. So, 
the biggest thing is that that command in the huddle is everything, that command in the meeting room, and he is showing that. Um, Taylor is a very humble guy um, and, and wants to learn and grow. And, and to be honest with you, we got a really unbelievable team right now that is willing to do whatever any of our coaches set in front of them, any of the coordinators, the position coaches. And um, it's, it's really fun to be around, and that's why we're making huge strides. The areas that we identify that we need to get better at, the guys are always eager to get that done. No different than the communication and being abrupt. It's louder out there, right? Today was loud. They're they're playing the the music and stuff pretty loud in, in the pregame, and that's that's good work too because it makes the quarterbacks even be more efficient with their verbal communication, and also the nonverbal communication. Well, there he was, Andy Avalos. Uh, we had a camera malfunction, so we're not using the laptop camera here, Johnny. I just like being closer to you, uh, but. Um... Any takeaways from Andy Avalos's comments? Yeah, uh, the first and the foremost, I like how Andy addressed the biggest concern, and it was tackling or lack thereof from his defense. And that's a hard thing for me now because they don't tackle in practice anymore. They just don't. They don't go full, but very few and far between. Okay? So they just don't have the practice in tackling like they do all these other elements of the sport that they do in practice. Tackling isn't one of them. So you kind of got to flip a switch a little bit defensively, and they didn't today. But on the same token, this Boise State offense, yeah. I don't want to get too hyperbolic here, but I don't know where the weakness is. I think the line's going to be strong. I like everything they're doing at running back. The receiving core, we talked about that. There's guys factoring into the mix now that we didn't even factor in a couple of days ago. Prince, Strawn, mainly, right? Yeah. I mean, so uh, the defense, Andy's saying, hey, they didn't tackle as well as they needed to. But, heck, that's one that's one hell of an offense. And um, that should give Boise State a lot of hope. The schedule is murderous. And I know we have all summer to talk about that with this team and that schedule. But spring game, two thumbs up for me. I thought uh, Coach Avalos got what he wanted out of it, other than the fact that they didn't tackle that well. But I don't ever remember a spring game at Boise State where there was a guy who had 187 yards on five touches. And that was Ashton Gentry's day. He had 187, I'm sorry, 167 total yards, BJ, sorry. 82 on the ground, 85 in the air. That's pretty impressive on what? On five touches. So Ashton Gentry's your spring game MVP. I haven't seen a guy light it up like that. Um, Shea Whiting came out of the out of the fold a little bit too it might factor into this thing i think this is a huge year for kind of the old reliables but they haven't okay. been super reliable i'm talking latrell capels okay i'm talking billy bowens who didn't play today Steph obviously Cobbs. and i'm talking static cops okay? okay those are your they three. have been in the mix at this and they all came back for what seems like four years yeah and all of a sudden i'm looking at eric McAllister. i'm looking at prince strawn now i'm looking at shea whiting I mean, that's just how deep this is. Austin Bolt, I don't even know where he People is. People are asking state. about him. Yeah, he wasn't even out there today. Has, I did not see him on the field. Has not been around the program, it sounds like. Uh, there Which were, is odd. There were a couple comments about Austin Bolt. He is so. on the roster, I will say that. The team listed an active roster today. Number 81, Austin Bolt, is on it. So I don't want to speculate that he's not on the team. But I personally, I did not see Austin Bolt on the field in the warm-ups. Um, he's easy to spot, too. Yeah. And I didn't see him. So we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, the, the tremendous – talent in that receiver room right now and i'm kind of leaning towards some of these younger guys bj a little emac a little prince and a little shea whiting here you know i mean billy bowens latrell cables and static um, this is a big year for them they got to take command they're the vets and we'll see what happens sam says he liked the offensive scheme you notice anything different about yeah, what Bush was it. doing yeah because i felt like they were pre-snap reading they knew what they were going to do they knew where they were going pre-snap that's what kellen did Bush is implementing a lot of Kellen, Chris Peterson era principles because Bush was on the sideline wearing a headset. Yeah. And Bush Hamden heard every single call that ever came in from an OC or Peterson to Kellen. Bush Hamden knew the rhythm that Kellen was By the was way, Dirk Cutter, Dirk Cutter was there today and was in the box. Talked to hanging him several out with, times. Hanging out with Bush Hamden. Talked to him several times. Yeah, Dirk was there. He he's just awesome, can't get man. away, man. I love he it, He just man. can't get away. I love Dirk Cutter. <laughs> and he just loves football. And I, I, I love football, too. If I had Dirk Cutter's access, I'd be in the coach's room too. But, yeah, um, BJ uh, really liked a lot with Bush in that offense, and it felt old-school Boise State stuff, and I think Bush is going to do a pretty good job bringing some of that back. I don't know how many shotgun quarterback reads we're going to have this year with Taylor Green and Ashton Genty. It seemed like Dirk 
because he had to, relied on that a lot last year. I don't know where Bush is going to go with that. We didn't see – did we see any of that today? No. Couple? no I don't remember much, seeing a yeah, read, just a classic standard quarterback shotgun read Which, option with again, the back. I didn't see it, but maybe – And again, with Taylor not being live – you know, that changes it a little bit. I guess he could pull it and take off. But I guess final couple things for you, because Mike Prater is uh, gracing us with his presence here. Uh, he's at the bar getting a drink, and then he'll be uh, joining us. Um, tell us, Johnny, yeah, what the, the, the hype of this team going into the offseason now. It sounds like the offense we expect to be a top 25 offense in the nation. I think if this team doesn't score 40 points a game, it sounds there'll be some disappointed people. I mean, is that fair to say? Love the offense, and I think it's, I think it's a mile away from the rest of the Mountain West. I think the Mountain West is going to be down this year. I think Taylor Green is going to be your Mountain West preseason player of the, of the year at your media days in Las Vegas. Um, so they're, yours too. They're, they're yours too. Um, yeah, we just don't get to go to Vegas like you do. Um, well, however, we're going to work on that. I, I, I think that Taylor's going to be your preseason player of the year in this league. I think Boise is going to be a big-time favorite in this league, but I don't think this season is going to come down to this league it's the most challenging non-conference schedule and since I paid attention to Boise State. I mean, BJ, there's a realistic chance. I'll be the party pooper here. You're one in four. Okay, you play. That's in play. You open up you at UW. You lose to the Huskies. You lose to Central Florida. You beat North Dakota. You lose to San Diego State. You lose in Memphis. Back-to-back road You're games. You're one San Diego and four, State, and Memphis. all of a sudden, Andy Javalos' job is in jeopardy, right? I mean, they're one and four, that's is, how is, tough that, that, that non-con is for me. But I like the team, and it's going to be fun to cover. So offense, a lot of hype, a lot of excitement, defense. It, Tackle. It, yeah. Wrap up. Johnny, appreciate Get you, healthy. Thanks for Thanks, coming guys. on, John Mallory. Not too many more drinks on my tab, Johnny, please. I haven't we had know, one We know yet. how that goes with uh, John Mallory. We've, we've hung out together. I haven't had one. Somehow one on drink becomes yet. three or four, but uh, appreciate it, Johnny. Hey, save the date, June 2nd, Timberstone Golf Course, Bronco Nation News Golf Tournament. We're going to bring Mike Prater in here to join us for a few minutes and give his thoughts on the spring game, but uh, we've got some openings left for the afternoon flight. If you want to work half a day, we'd love to have you. June 2nd, Timberstone Golf Course is the uh, second annual Bronco Nation News Golf Tournament. Johnny, did he break it on the way out the door? Okay, it was Colin. We're working on all right. We're we're working on the uh, mic here, but we'll bring Mike Prater in here in just a second. And uh, but uh, June 2nd is the uh, Bronco Nation News Golf Tournament. We'd love to have you guys join us. And again, that'll be a hole in one. You can get a hole in one uh, from Lithia Ford to Boise. You can drive away with a new Bronco Sport. If you get a hole in one at the tournament, we'd love to have you. Again, the morning's flight is just about sold out. We got some spots in the afternoon, but we would love to have you for the, the Bronco Nation News uh, Golf Tournament if you're able to uh, join us. If we need to go to the alternative mic, I guess we can do that at some point here. Um, Colin is uh, furiously working to impress the uh, to, to fix the uh, the mic situation here for uh, Mike Prater. Mike Prater, and not not unla- not uh, unexpected that Johnny would break something on the way on the way out the door here. <laughs> he ran to the bar for a cocktail. By the way, thank you for. Uh, I, I put, What'd you go with here? We're trying I, to give with James with, some love. I went with uh, a Tito's and something pink and fuzzy. So okay. uh, I think it had the word giraffe in it. I lo- the James has the best cocktail menu that in all of the Treasure Valley. I've said that. Yes. I'm not sure I'm an expert about football and basketball, but I know a really good cocktail menu when I see one. Well, we appreciate you for stopping by. Our camera broke for some reason, so we're using the camera here. We're a little closer together than we'd like to be, but uh, we, we, we're friends here. Uh, uh, what were your general takeaways? I know it's the spring game gets a lot of hype, and then when it comes down to it, not much really happens. No. A lot of guys are out injured. They're not showing much offensively. Uh, any any general takeaways? Yeah, the word clean is what came to mind. I, I didn't write about clean after the game, but uh, clean was certainly something that came up in terms of no penalties, uh, not a lot of injuries. I saw a couple of guys limping around. I don't think that there's too much of an issue there. Uh, I thought it was a really nice, clean game. You always want to come away with the, without any injuries. The penalty thing is always a good psychological upbeat. Um, I, I think Andy Avalos got everything he wanted to accomplish in terms of this offense. The defense, he seemed a little grumpy about that in terms of mixed tackles and said that it's been a little bit of an issue, especially late in the second half of spring camp. But, uh, you know, spring games, come on, man. You, you, got, you got quarterbacks out there with pillows and, 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 and defensive guys trying to tackle them. It's a tough situation. And, of course, the explosive plays. 11 explosive plays, which, by the way. You're writing about. I, I'm writing about. But more importantly, I know it's a scrimmage, but that's more explosive plays in this one scrimmage than any game that Boise State played in the first month of its season last year. They didn't. They had like four or five explosive plays a game last year until Cutter took over. Then they averaged about 10. Today they had 11. 
Yeah, you didn't have DJ Shram or some of the starters out there, which makes it, again, hard to figure stuff out. But yep. it does seem like, as we were finishing up with Johnny there, uh, it, it seems like that uh, what we kind of thought going into the spring, most of the offensive bat, most of the offensive talent back, the offense should be good. Some questions, some new guys need to step up on defense. It seems like that's the same storyline after spring ball going into the summer. Yeah, I'm a little worried about the defensive line, to be honest with you. And I was worried about the defensive line coming into this scrimmage, and I'm certainly worried about it coming out of this scrimmage. Uh, stopping the run, plugging that up. Uh, I'm not saying that they're going to sit here and be bad. I, by the way, did I hear Johnny predict a one and four start? He said they could be one and four. Okay, I just wanted to make. I wanted to clarify. He said that. they could be could one, be and, one four. and four. Okay, um, you know, so there's some issues there in terms of the defensive line. If they can't stop that run, I, I'm really worried about that. I think the back half of that defense is going to be okay. I think the middle of the defense is going to be okay, but the front half of that defense really, really concerns me, BJ. You mentioned the uh, explosive plays on offense. You're writing about that for the Sunday edition of the Idaho Press. Uh, you mentioned 11 explosive plays, but uh, what, and we didn't even see Taylor Green really in full force in terms of his running ability no. due to the, uh, you know, the, the not he wasn't live, so it's basically a two-hand touch on the quarterbacks. We also didn't see George Halani uh, play in this game. Billy Bowens didn't play in this game either. Um, I mean, I, you know, I know in the media and, and, you know, we like to hype up things and we have all summer to do this, but, uh, you know, you look back at the last, you know, 10, 15 years here. I mean, does this have a chance to be one of the better offenses Boise State's had? I put in my column, I put a line in my column today. My column, by the way, is about hyperbole. So take it for what it's worth. But I said, this is one of the best skill collection of skilled players that Boise State's ever had. I think they can go five deep at wide receiver. Uh, you know, and back in the day, they, they went Pettis and Titus, and, and they had plenty of wide receivers. I don't remember them ever going five deep. Now we got two deep at running back, and Dudley had a great game today. I'm not sure he's ever going to be counted you on. Yeah, uh, Breezy Dubar coming in as well. Exactly. So, you know, maybe even Breezy Dubar doesn't even play. You know, he, he plays the four-game minimum and, and, and saves that season. He may not even be needed. So I'm really starting to be impressed with this collection of wide receivers. Prince Strawn, as we understand it is now, yep. Prince Strawn, uh, certainly has been a surprise. So there's five legitimate weapons at wide receiver, two legitimate weapons at running back, and I don't even have to sit here and tell you about the quarterback. 1998, Dirk Cutter's second season, they averaged 30.2 points a game. Every single year since then, they've averaged at least 30 points a game until these last two years with Andy Avalos. He was under 20, he was under 30 both times. So I think this is a group of players that can get past that 30 point mark and be the explosive offense that Andy Avalos wants. And of the five receivers you're talking about, one of them is not who led the team in receiving today, Shea Whiting. So yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just keep going down the line with how many guys that they got. Uh, uh, what was your take on Maddox Madsen, backup quarterback? Johnny, Johnny said he thought he did enough today where Boise State won't be needing to go into the transfer portal. And find some last-second veteran quarterback to be the backup. He thinks that Maddox showed enough today that if something were to happen with Taylor Green, they should feel confident that Maddox Madsen could still win them the Mountain West. You know, yeah, well, we saw it today publicly, but, I mean, coaches already knew that coming into tonight's game. Today's game meant nothing to the coaches and, and that backup spot. We asked Andy Avalos about the backup or about the quarterback position. They have four on the roster, and he said a fifth one's coming in, and I was confused by that for a couple of weeks, but they have a walk-on coming in, so he's a local kid. I, I'm assuming that's your fifth guy. No, you don't need a transfer portal quarterback. I think Maddox Madsen can do exactly what you want. Uh, C.J. Tiller, I mean, he was five for seven today with 100 with 46 yards. There was His high school prom is like tonight or something. I, yeah. Is it tonight or something? It's, around, it's coming up pretty soon. Yeah, <laughs> and, and hopefully he never has to play. And Taylor Green is the man. But yeah, I think Maddox Madsen uh, was. I don't know if he was the star of the first half, but he may have been the biggest surprise. He had a couple of nice explosive plays as Andy yeah. Avalos is looking for. So certainly functional enough to uh, take, take care of business. If they're going to dip into the transfer portal, uh, I'm not sure where they want to go, but uh, I wouldn't go quarterback. I don't, I don't remember if I was talking about this with you or, or with uh, Jay Tust on one of the morning shows, but I, I mentioned how I'm putting my early top 25 together for next year. And the Genty – uh, George Halani, where you rank them uh, is very interesting to me. I, I'm probably because of just the fifth year senior, the veteran status, probably will have George Halani one spot ahead. But, you know, and maybe it's prisoner of the moment based on what Ashton Genty did in that bowl game, rushing for 178 yards. Yep. But he carried it over today, five touches for 100, well over 100 yards. He had uh, the 62-yard touchdown run, and then he had the 75-yard touchdown pass on the screen play where he made yep. a couple guys miss. And, again, there were some missed tackles as part of that, but five touches – Two of them were touchdowns of more than 60 yards. Um, where do you see Ashton? Gentry? I know Johnny's really high on Ashton. He's been saying for a while that he's your, maybe even the starting back over George next year, the featured back. Um, am I crazy to even be thinking about Ashton Gentry in terms of most important players ahead of George Helani 
Uh, where, where's Ashton for you? Because he had another really strong game today. This is going to be so fascinating to watch. This is going to be a media story come true. Which you guys just love. We just love that nonsense. <laughs> we just love that nonsense. I mean, there's no doubt. Come on, let's be honest. Ashton Jenny's a better running back. It's clearly. He's he's the better running back. But at what point do you put the human element and say, George Alani's pretty damn good as well. And you certainly need to over the course of a season. How do you play them both? They've teased us with uh, both of them can being in the backfield. And they showed us a couple of those sets today. We saw some split backs in, in there and they get in motion and they move around. So we saw some of that today. Obviously not George Alani because he didn't suit up today. But uh, that's going to be tough because the loyalty tells you that George Alani deserves as much credit. And the fact that he even came back, give the guy as much love as you possibly can. But if you're going to want to win a football game, I'm going Ashton Jenny. And I know Jay Tuss joked. I don't know if he was joking about it, but he said after the season, or I guess when Halani decided to come back, based on all the running backs, we'd have to do another look at that are leaving from the Mountain West. It won't happen, but you could actually make a case and make the vote and defend the vote. You could have Ashton Genty and George Halani as your two first team Mountain West running backs Ooh. this year. And, and Taylor Green is your quarterback. And the preseason. I mean, there's, yep. well, you know, Wyoming lost their guy to the portal. A lot of teams have lost their star running backs. I think Fresno's guy was out of eligibility. Um, it, it won't happen. They'll split votes or whatever. Yep. But you could make a case based on what they did last year. And if you want to project it forward, the two best running backs in the Mountain West might be on Boise State's roster. Could you say the three best running backs might be on Boise State's <laughs> roster? With uh, you know what? I, oh, I, I think about Tyler Crow. I love Tyler Crow. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna give you Ethan, oh, oh. Ethan Makita as well. I thought he deserved some credit, but uh, oh dang it! I made I, one of my predictions coming into the spring game was that Tyler Crow would be the leading runner. Well, if, if Ashton Gentry didn't have the, uh, it would have been Caden Dudley actually. If Ashton Gentry didn't have the sixty-two yard yeah, run because he only true. got two carries. <laughs> kind of, we predicted that that you weren't going to see a lot of Ashton Gentry, but no. he had uh, two carries. Uh, in this game, but uh, anything else, Mike? I mean, we heard from Andy. You mentioned the defensive line worrying you a little bit. I mean, again, DJ Sram wasn't out there. Dimitri Washington wasn't out there bringing some pressure off the edge. Uh, some other guys were out. Markel Reed at corner, yep. you know, Canijo at corner as well. So it is a little tough to get a grasp on this defense, but it does seem like when the score reflected it, the offense is well ahead of the defense right now. Yeah, in the last two years under Andy Avalos, the defensive head coach for Boise State, uh, the defense has been the more dominant part of this football program. But uh, that's changing and, ch and changing dramatically this offseason. There's no doubt in my mind that this offense is going to score 30 to 35-plus points a game. The offense is going to be the star in 2023. How much of a star, we're not sure. And, and how good can this defense be? That'd be a lot of fun. Back in the day when Boise State just used to track meet everybody and just try to outscore everybody and not worry about the defense, that might be kind of the season we're looking at this year. Especially, don't forget, Washington last year averaged 40 points a game. 40 points a game. Wow, what's that over-under going to be? And Penix is coming back. So, yeah, that, that could be a 76 over-under in Vegas. I know you're – speaking of Vegas, I mean, if we had to put an over-under on points per game average for this Boise State offense – uh, what do you think's fair? I mean, is is is, is this is forty points too high to expect this team to score? I think I think forty is too high, but I'm going to thirty-seven, go, thirty-eight. I'll go thirty-five plus. Okay, and I could probably be talked into an over on a thirty-five plus bet. But okay. yeah, this football team should be. I mean, that's we're only asking for one more touchdown than they had last year. Last year they averaged twenty-nine and change. We're asking for one more touchdown, and with this, with five unbelievable wide receivers, a quarterback, and two running backs, are you kidding me? One extra touchdown a game. 35 pluses, I think, is a good bet. James asked about Dalmas. How was Dalmas today? I believe he made the, uh, he had one 55 yarder that was either tipped or blocked, but uh, finished a little short. He did yeah. make another field goal. Uh, what do you make of the special teams? I know we talked earlier this week. You guys aired a lot of it on your show, talking to uh, James Ferguson Reynolds, the punter from Australia. Got off to a little bit of a slow start, but when you really yep. go back and think about it, like everybody else has always played high school football growing up, and it was their first college game, but not their first American football game. Yep. This guy literally in the Oregon State game had never played a quote unquote you know American football game ever and I think a lot of people bashed him a little bit and said oh all this hype and this is what we got and then as the season went on his numbers were not terrible we didn't see a lot of punting in this at all in terms of the actual scrimmage but whether it's him whether it's Dalmas coming back uh what's your general take on special teams I think Jonah Dalmas is going to be one of the best kickers in America as long as you're not asking him to go more than 50 yards his career long is 51 I think he's done it twice um, today the 55 yarder was woefully short, woefully low. I'm gonna say it was tipped though. I'm gonna. It, come was, on. it was really low. It was really weird coming <laughs> yeah. off his foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it even sounded kind of weird. You could actually kind of hear it, which is not a good indictment on the crowd, <laughs> by the way. You could actually hear the football coming off his foot. So something weird happened. That's why they play spring games. Uh, so maybe you don't give him any worries. But jo Jonah Dalmas, money inside 50 yards. The biggest question with him though is the leg strength. We just talked about it the other day with him. He said he's better. He said he's 55 plus. 
Didn't see that today, though. Somebody was asking about the offense and what it looked like with uh, Bush Hamden. Could you tell anything different uh, in terms of Bush Hamden coming in? And, again, they're not going to probably run most of the plays. They're going to run against Washington. For whatever reason, these no. coaches are very paranoid about that kind of stuff. But could you take anything away from, from Bush Hamden and his offense? But, by the way, his mom and his dad, but his mom, while we were down there in the uh, lobby of the Blameyer Center getting ready to leave, his mom came up and said, you're the guy that does that podcast, that show, Bronco Nation News. You're the guy. I said, I said, yeah, I am. She's like, I love that. Listen, we watch it every day. So Bush Hamden's nice. parents watch the show. Now the dad came up to me afterwards and said, I thought <laughs> the dad said, I thought you were older. So maybe the dad was talking about Mike Prater here. I don't know. But he said, you look good. I thought you I said, as long as it makes me look thinner, then I'm happy with that. But, uh, but Bush Hamden's parents watching Bronco Nation News, we appreciate it. I said, just wait till after that first loss. And see if you're still enjoying the show, but uh, that's pretty good. Usually, when people come up to me, they go, "You're Mike Prater, huh?" And I go, "Yeah." And they go, and they turn around and walk away. By the way, you're getting a lot of uh, love for your uh, your appearance, man. They're talking about your weight loss and stuff. So nice, nice work. There was three or four comments about that. I'm working on it, but tonight I'm having seven pizzas. I'm there. We go. That. There we go. Well, it's all on BNN. So we uh, no, but what? But uh, Bush Hamden's offense. Could you take anything away from it today? I did notice the tempo, and they've talked a lot about the tempo, and they've given the pre a lot of the pre snapper responsibilities. They've taken it out of the quarterback. At least that's what they've talked about and put it on the center and the offensive line guys. So they want Taylor Green to be able to think faster and move faster. And I watched for that today because Bush Hamden talks about that everywhere he goes. So I certainly mentioned, I thought that today, the tempo was a little bit faster. In terms of everything else, it's hard to say because of the scheme, the limited personnel, the vanilla stuff. But the tempo, Bush, Bush Hamden, when he talks about the tempo, I thought I really saw that today. So I cannot wait to see that. I'm not sure if it's going to be more plays. But that's certainly the, the intention. More plays, more points. They want to get to 35-plus. So they're going into the offseason, one more practice on Tuesday, and then it'll be putting the pads away a couple weeks, it sounds like, of kind of conditioning workouts still. And they get about three weeks off, I think, of in May uh, before they come back in June. Uh, hopefully some announcements soon, by the way, on a couple of football players joining us for the uh, Bronco Nation News golf tournament. Nice. Uh, maybe you'll get them on KTIK that day when they're out there. But uh, yes. so they're going to get a couple weeks off. They'll come back in you know, that la early week of June, you know, right there after Memorial Day to get things going. Um, but uh, just in terms of the offseason storylines, and when you got here, I was same question to kind of wrap it up with you as I did with, with Johnny. Um, it, it just there's going to be a lot of hype going into that Washington game as our as our sign here, Colin, just ready to fall down. If you want to just take it down, we're about done anyway. Uh, but uh, um, that Washington game couldn't be more, you know, hyped up, I guess, in terms of that. Then you come home with UCF and the home opener. They're wearing that Big 12 patch now. Oh. I think there's a little animosity, a little jealousy maybe. I don't know if jealousy is the right word, but there's some yeah. Boise State fans that think that should be them, not UCF going to the Big 12. I think that game's going to be a big game. You do get North Dakota, but then back-to-back -back road games, San Diego State in their new stadium, and then Memphis uh, in the Liberty Bowl. Um, I mean, you know, Johnny said that's a real possibility. You could be one in four. Um, you know, how do you guys fill the airwaves, I guess, for the next three months? What is the storylines for you? And, and what do you make, I guess, of, of this team and the outlook going into next season? Yeah, it's one of the toughest non-conference schedules for Boise State. I'm not sure one and four. You know, I, two and three, you might be able to talk me into that. But I think more likely a, a three and two. It's going to be tough. It's, a, it's really, really a tough schedule. The offseason storylines, um, more of the off-field stuff. You know, Taylor Green getting name, image, and likeness deals. The community taking care of this football team. Those are the kinds of things we're going to see. Uh, the Horseshoe Collective, how much money can they raise? The draft coming up with, uh, you know, I'm very, very curious. Is Boise State going to have one player or four players taken in the NFL draft? And I think those are both. Which way are you closer to? I think Johnny and I the other day on Idaho Sports Talk uh, set a line for three and a half, and we both went with oh, the I under. Think that I would, yeah, I think the line needs to be two and a half. Yeah, yeah we mean, went three and a half, and we both went the under. So two and a half would be a little bit peskier. So uh, John Ajuku's getting a little bit more love, and, and Matt Locke had a great pro day. So I can't wait for the draft, which will end three weeks from today, if I remember right. So I'm looking forward to the draft, and that's important. Boise State hasn't had four players taken in the draft, which is a possibility. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen, but it yeah, is a possibility. Sure. It's been, what, five, six, seven years since they've had four players taken in the draft. So that would be a nice milestone for this program. Um, beyond that, I, I think Andy Avalos has to be very happy with what he's accomplished this spring. He's got himself a nice coaching staff. He's got himself nice players. The transfer portal coming and going really wasn't much of an issue. So I think it's been a nice offseason. Andy Avalos has won the offseason. Now he has to sit and stew for four and a half months and wait for Washington, which is going to be just a nasty, brutal game. You can't give me the obvious Taylor Green or whoever, but uh, any, any, just give me uh, – appreciate it. Final thing, who's an offensive name and a defensive name that either this spring or just in general 
you're, you're now high on going into next season or a quote-unquote player to watch uh, offensively and defensively that you're intrigued about going into the next season? Let's go with Prince Strawn. Yep. Prince Strawn. And uh, no, not Strahan or Strachan or whatever, Prince Strawn. I can't believe this guy is turning out to be the fifth wide receiver and the, the physical abilities. Andy Avalos, and you were there, talked about in this press conference today after the spring game about we, we played it. winning the offseason. If Prince can add five more pounds before this season starts, maybe even 10, he's a little bit skinny um, and he's young and he's going to develop and he could be here for five more years. I cannot wait to see how this guy plays and how, how it goes on defensively. Let's go with uh, Hassani. Ahmad Hassani, who Ahmad he wasn't Hassani. even out there much this year, no, just for the spring. Yeah, and but, they, next month he's going to take a couple of his teammates to Egypt uh, for a little bit of a cultural trip. Yeah, And I think the edge position, Dimitri Washington and the defensive tackle, the edge on both sides is going to be very, very key to this football team. A lot of promise from Ahmad Hassani, and I can't wait to see what he does on September 2nd. By the way, you can have as many drinks as you'd like on my tab, but I'm a little nervous that Johnny left. I thought he was out of here, yeah. and then he just came back and waved by, which means he probably pounded two more you know, know, $12 drinks on my tab. But I, uh, I went with one, and it was a pink little fuzzy <laughs> thing. So uh... <laughs> We were at John Anderson's birthday party. I'm going to throw Johnny under the bus. That's fine. We were at John Anderson's birthday party. We love John Anderson. Yes. Nice guy. We went to the Buffalo Club. I had never been there before. Oh! I had never been to the Buffalo Club, but that's where John wanted to go for his birthday. You know, I had to kind of pull, twist a leg to get Johnny to come out. I said, I'll buy you a drink. So we go up to the bar. It's Jordan. It's a lot of the media folks. Rachel Roberts. We're all there having a good time. Colin was there. Um, you know, it was it was it was a good time. And I tell the guy, hey, first drink, it's on me. He orders it. So he gets his drink. We're good. We go leave. Whatever. So I go back for a second drink. And you know, uh, he's already at the bar. He's already at the bar. Johnny is back up there. And as I'm waiting in line to buy my drink, I hear him go, put it on the reins tab. Oh, and I said, oh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What what what, what is this? And and. Uh, I went ahead and paid for it. It was fine. But uh, then I get my bill. I, I, you know, my wife was, I was not trying to load up a, a huge bill bill. And I, I bought like one Miller, uh, Mick ultra myself. I was not drinking much. And um, I go up to pay the tab after having like one drink and it was like 60 bucks. And I think my friend Colin right here, he, 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 he claims he's got a big smile. He on does. Face. He knows what I'm talking about. Cause I, I sent a, uh, I, I sent a text to both of them at about midnight or whatever when I left. And I said, really guys, uh, and he claims that uh, he, if, if it happened, it was a mistake, that he had, he had tried to pay for it himself and that they had maybe put it. But I think there may have been another drink or two that I didn't even know about that Johnny ended up putting on his tab because my wife sees a $60 bill at the Buffalo Club. I'm trying to explain myself. Yes, you And are. I actually only had one. I was being a good guy. I only had one one Mick Ultra. I was thinking, okay, a couple bottles of water. My bill's going to be about 50 or 20 bucks. Okay, I got a drink, maybe 30 It was like $62. And so uh, Johnny still owes me for that. But I got him to come over here. I said I'd buy him a drink or two. And I'm, I'm guessing at the over-under for two and a half, I'm going to probably say over. But uh... Yeah, yeah, you might have to strike a deal with Barry and, and D.C. in the game. It's easy here, though. It's a good crowd. It's oh. fun time. They got the outdoor lights now for the patio. I mean, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, we got Arlie's over here. We got the whole staff helping everybody out. Look, there we go. She, there, she, there we go. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's one of those places where you feel like family when you come here. I love this place. I absolutely love this place. It's a beautiful place, and anything Barry does – all the taverns, all the Hawaii stuff, it's pretty darn cool. And uh, I love the relationship you have here with the James, especially with the there you go. little pink there you fuzzy go. drink. There you go. Well, Prater, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much. I'm going to let our friend Colin Mitchell finish up the show here for a few minutes. Uh, I don't know if we should let Colin make his big announcement or not today, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll see here moving forward in the next week or two. We got to make it before April thirtieth, I guess, would be at some point. But uh, to send a little—that's a good tease. Negative tease, unfortunately. But uh, uh -oh. Prater, uh, sip on that, and if you're nice enough to stay around a few minutes, we'll we'll get one more on me. Uh, but uh, thanks a lot, and we'll be listening uh, every Thursday. You join us on BNN, and uh, you guys are doing a great job. Idaho Sports Talk. You're in the same boat I am. We now have to figure out a way to fill. Uh, three and a half months of uh, of stuff here, but the uh, twenty five part series starts tomorrow. <laughs> no, we I actually backlogged, and I think it's like the first week of May. We get a couple weeks. All right, we get good. a couple weeks before we really dive into. We got Steelheads playoffs to, to talk about, right? And so, don't forget Leon Rice building a super team. They had a they had a. Did you see uh Did you see anybody walking around that looked like about six eight two hundred and forty pounds uh, with around, a, around with a New York accent? Maybe so. Yeah, some some <laughs> some uh yeah. Now I will we'll, maybe some news on that, but it sounds like there's some other big time schools in the mix. So Boise State did have a recruit on campus, but uh, yeah, well, we got plenty to talk about. I'm going to be curious on the basketball schedule, by the way, how, how aggressively do they schedule that A&M game, the St. Louis game? They had some games that kind of helped them get into the tournament. So I yeah, will have plenty to talk about all summer, but Prater, appreciate it as always. Thanks a lot. And uh, we will uh, talk to you, I guess, 
next Thursday. See you guys. Thank you. Appreciate there he it. is, Mike Prater. We appreciate him for coming on. Colin Mitchell's going to take the uh, mic here as we kind of wrap up the show. Uh, but uh, had a lot of fun. And again, I apologize for the uh, camera going out on us uh, today. Uh, but uh, we're, we're making it work today. So, Colin, great job as always on the fly, making it work. Um, what was your take on the spring game today? Um, a lot of good things. I thought the offense looked great. I didn't think the defense looked as good, and part of that could have been into the offense. But uh, whether it was the offense being better or the defense struggling, I thought there was a lot of good things to say. And I think the name of the hour has been Prince uh, Strawn, right? And you were on the field getting the highlights. So how did he look? He looked he looked good, and he uh, you could tell in warmups he looked like visibly different than anyone or everyone else in a, in a way, just because we hadn't seen him before. And I mean, Prince is a guy who. He had one Division One offer, and it was from Boise State, and that was in December of 2021. So we didn't hear his name for a long time. He took that gray shirt. He didn't start playing football until his sophomore year of high school when he moved to Florida. Um, just very impressive, that raw talent, what he can already do and what he can do in the future as yeah, well. Yeah, we, you were uh, doing some recruiting stuff when he had signed, and I forget, did we actually talk to him? We didn't, no. He we had weren't his, sure what yeah. his situation was yeah. going to be, and we couldn't make it work, and uh, we got some recruits, by the way. I think uh, maybe um, yeah, Jackson, Jackson Greer, and not sure who the other one. Yeah, is. oh, there we go. We're, we're uh, dropping some knowledge. <laughs> Even the uh, recruits want to come hang out in the background of the BNN show here. Um, but uh, anything else uh, that stood out to you from the field from the spring game today? Um, I thought some of the transfers looked good. It was uh, Kevon Wright had a nice tackle in the backfield, and then also Tyler Wiegas from Utah. I don't know. I know he had one tackle, but he just looked. Like he looked very good, and you could tell he had that power five build um, coming from Utah. And I'm curious to see what he does this year. But overall, I think there are some good good signs on the defense when combined with those healthy players that will be on the field. A couple people are asking. I wasn't planning to do it today, but we might as well because I kind of uh, it's your call yeah, if no, you'd rather do, do it, it today. Yeah, but it. Uh, you you are uh, leaving Bronco Nation News at the yes. end of the month. Uh, I will say publicly that Bronco Nation News would not be where it was without you. Um, you have some other stuff in the works. We'll, we'll, uh, wait to announce your next move. Uh, we'll let you do that here in the future. But, uh, you, uh, came on last year as an intern, you were still a student. Uh, it was just happenstance that we met you. We met, uh, met your dad at the, uh, yeah. the Denver airport. Uh, our flight was delayed a couple hours. Me and Will Hall might've been enjoying a, a beverage in the bar and, uh, ended up talking to your dad. And, um, after the Colorado state game, one thing led to another, you came on and, and did an outstanding job for someone that's starting his own business, trying to uh, get this thing off the ground. Uh, I would be nowhere at all where I am without you. So publicly, thank you, first of all, thank for everything you, that you've done. Obviously, he's leaving, so he didn't think much of me as a uh, as a boss. Uh, people are already <laughs> saying that strings, that stings. Colin hitting the transfer portal. It all started with Golly Guy and Colin. Um, but uh, no, you're you're out of college now. We had you at a discount. We were, you 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 did it. You were living at home for a little while. We were able to hang on to you through basketball season, through the spring game. But uh, you, you're, you're now you have a degree. You have to start. We're, we're, we're breaking the news here, Ken, on the air that Colin's leaving. Uh, and and I know it's an emotional emotional time. All the comments and everything here are uh, sad to see Colin. They'd rather have Colin stay than me. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, you are looking for you, you know you got some things in the works, and, and obviously you're looking for a, a full time uh, gig. And and uh, but hopefully uh, hopefully Bronco Nation News helped you get to that point. And, and I did want to say publicly thank you. And I know all the fans are obviously sad you're going to be leaving us here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, it's been a great run to see this company grow. And uh, it definitely it wasn't necessarily a departure of hating BNN and not liking working here. I loved working here. It was uh, always will be grateful for you taking a shot on me as well. So it's been it's been great. And yeah, no, I can't wait to formally announce my next chapter in the future. But uh, we'll keep that. We'll yeah, keep that been, quiet for now. Yeah. Uh, folks are saying get Colin the NIL deal. Hey, if you want to step <laughs> up and give us enough money and enough subscriptions where I can uh, make him an offer he can't refuse, then uh, make it happen. But uh, no, I uh, I appreciate Ken too. Your, your dad Ken's been a good friend and I'm hoping we can all still golf and hang out and have a good time. And uh, it's been fun. We drove up last year to the Washington State game together. Uh, I guess we drove down to the uh, Utah State game this year, and so I kind of consider you guys family. So, Ken, I appreciate you, and, and uh, uh, any anything I can do moving forward, we certainly want to uh – uh, you, oh, they, they, everyone says you're uh, KTVB bound. That, no, you would no. certainly take that. You I, would. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I will accept the offer, but I'm likely leaving Boise. <laughs> I'll, I will say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ken, 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 Ken would like to have his uh, TV back and his uh, his spare bedroom back. So he, he's trying to get uh, – he, he'd like to uh, have a little more 
uh, get, get Colin out of here. But uh, no, seriously, uh, it is a sad day actually uh, because um, uh, we, we've had a great, great run with you. Yeah. We got a couple weeks. We're going to finish strong and, and uh, it was tough when you gave me the news because you've done a lot and uh, probably even took advantage of you at times, man. You've, you've worked your ass off, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll finish strong. We'll be uh, following you here moving forward. You may see him at the golf tournament. Yeah, if hopefully. He, if hopefully. he hasn't left town yet, we're going we're gonna to pay him to come work at the golf tournament so we can at least uh, see everybody out there, and uh, we'll, we'll see moving forward what's going on. But I uh, just did want to say publicly thank you. Thank you. You've done a great job, man, and uh, we'll finish strong with the last couple weeks here and then some, some new news on uh, a new intern or part-time employment or who knows, maybe even full-time employment. We'll see as we continue to build BNN here. Uh, moving forward so that'll do it for the uh, post game show thanks to lithia florida boise thanks to idaho central credit union ropaint.com he's got a couple weeks left if you're a subscriber you'll still be getting his emails he's not leaving us yet and uh, we're rooting for him though man because he's got a big bright future ahead in the uh, sports media industry so uh, looking forward to seeing where the next step is but um He'll still be kicking my ass on the golf course uh, plenty of Damn times right. here moving forward. <laughs> so uh, have a great evening, everybody. We appreciate it. Make it make it out to the James next time you can. This is an awesome spot. Looking forward to it. And I think that's a great uh, final comment. Colin Smile, going to miss that, uh, Big Wade says. So uh, we appreciate it. And, again, appreciate Ken and the whole Mitchell family. And and uh, we will uh, we'll, we'll be back Monday. Johnny will be back Monday morning. We'll keep the morning shows going about 9 a.m., uh, moving forward on the morning shows. we got some other stuff in the works, but um, last post-game show for a while. But we'll still have the daily shows. We'll start our off-season storylines and uh, questions and players to watch and all kinds of stuff. So we'll have full coverage continuing all off-season. We'll get Andy Avalos up uh, on the YouTube channel if you came in late and missed that. But uh, have a great rest of your evening. Again, for Colin Mitchell, my name is BJ Rains. We thank Prater and Johnny for stopping by as well. Have a great uh, Saturday night. We'll talk to you Monday morning, 9 a.m. with John Mallory. Bronco Nation News, bronconationnews.com.